Welcome everybody from around the world. Hello everyone. Welcome to Commentaries from the Edge. This is Karen Goldberg and here's what's coming up. I'm delighted this morning to be in a beautiful space called Gen Space. And we're going to be hearing from the director, Dr. Jennifer Wong, about the Wallace Annenberg Gen Space, a kind of innovative and very forward-thinking space that really introduces a whole new concept, in my mind, to what it means to have a senior center and also really, you know, begs a lot of questions about aging in the 21st century and a lot of the differences that are coming up. So, Dr. Wong, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite places to be. And we're here in Los Angeles, California, United States, um, because of the beauty of it. And uh, perhaps you might tell our audience a little bit about your background. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for having me. And it's wonderful to be joining you all today. Um, my background is I am an experimental psychologist by training. Um, I studied uh, longevity and wellness and disease and disability throughout my academic career. For GenSpace, this means that I know quite a bit about the human body and the human brain um, and how it develops as we age. I came into the aging space studying physical and cognitive disability and people living long term with disability and this exposed me to a whole array of experiences of older adults and families and so I have been really excited to use that knowledge here in GenSpace um, and uh, around uh, my community work. Well, that sounds like you're a perfect match for what's happening here in this space because, you know, in my mind, you have a lot of new approaches here to what it means, as I mentioned, to be at a senior center. And I, I know that one of the ways you started, and we might tell us a little bit about how that did happen, but I, I'm really interested in the fact that you went to the community the surrounding community, which was very unique, very diverse, as the city of Los Angeles is in general. But you went to the community to ask them what they would like. And I'm wondering, how did you come up with that idea? Because it's really a new approach to creating programming. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for asking. So actually, before my time, before my tenure, the Annenberg Foundation and Wallace Annenberg had this beautiful idea of investing in older adults specifically. Throughout the Annenberg Foundation, 30 years of over 30 years of philanthropic giving has always supported healthy communities and families and um, those who are um, in poverty and in light of creating spaces where people could thrive. However, the idea of having a space dedicated to older adults was brand new and came straight from Wallace Annenberg herself, who was seeing older adults in community alone, a, a lot of people alone, more than older adults who could choose to be alone um, to enjoy their life and to be independent. She thought that there were folks who were alone that may not have that choice. And so her and executive director, Cindy Kennard, went all around Los Angeles doing a kind of a 
a kind of landscape analysis of what older adult spaces looked like, went to a ton of senior centers um, and other spaces dedicated to older adults. And throughout that, they realized that there just has to be more spaces for older adults. And with that in mind, um, we're looking for spaces where they could put a senior center, where they could um, invest in a community and things that were important to them were transportation um, and diverse communities. And the space, the Audrey Ermis Pavilion was just announced that it was being built. And here in Koreatown, one of the most diverse neighborhoods in the entire nation and definitely in Los Angeles. And so Wallace had the great idea of putting Gen Space right here. Um, and when that happened, uh, the Annenberg Foundation brought in a postdoc who studied all the adult services and older adult supports here in Los Angeles County. And they, after the location was found, they decided to do a series of focus groups with all different backgrounds. Um, and so with our friends at the Center um, for Longevity at Stanford and the USC Gerontology School, we were able to do all of these focus groups learning about the community, what they want and needed in an older adult space. And ultimately, those um, that research was published in a peer-reviewed journal um, and happy to share that with folks. Um, it is one of the greatest pillars of GenSpace and why we learned so much about who we are and what we needed to do here. Um, so from that research, we created six program priorities that pretty much took into account all the research and all the findings from those focus groups. And so, and then from there, working with an age-friendly architect, Susie Stadler of Stadler and, we created <coughs> the spaces and rooms of GenSpace um, with one modification, um, which really doesn't get enough enough, is not given the a right amount of credit, um, which is the horticultural therapy space. So it is my favorite room. Uh, your favorite room? My too? favorite room oh, is good. the horticulture space, which we will get into yes. when, we, when we start talking about specific programs. Absolutely. So that space... Um, came out of the pandemic um, and again a brilliant idea of Wallace's her idea was that people might not um, feel as creative as others um, but the idea that they could be creative and be one with nature and be messy and be um, you know chat with friends and learn something new about plants in and outside of their homes right here at Gen Space, and I'm really excited to have that space. Oh, we have to talk about that. Okay, great. Absolutely in detail. But before we get to that, you know, I just want to emphasize that it's so impressive what you just said, and that all that work, all that thoughtfulness that went into creating Gen Space is absolutely working from my point of view because as we sit here, I can tell everyone that's listening that there's something very different when you walk into this space that is incredibly vibrant and inspiring and somehow, to me, even speaks really loudly to that idea that getting older is different now. And I, I might be putting you on the spot, Dr. Wong, but I'm going to ask you, you know, how would you describe getting older as being different now? Oh, I'm really glad you asked that. And one of the things that I wanted, that I failed to mention when we were previously chatting that I can roll into this was after 
doing all that research and creating this beautiful space with Susie Stadler and working with our interior design support to make sure that everything was comfy and cozy and um, increased um, social connection. We then went out into community and created partnerships with um, uh, affordable senior housing towers nearby with the Car Center, which you know and love, uh, which is a food pantry here on the Wilshire Boulevard Temple campus. And a social ha- service center. And social service center mm-hmm. and health clinic. Um, right. And just huge resource to this community that has been around for 30 years. We teamed up with the P.O. Pico Library and other places where older adults were already um congregating and um, engaging with to then build rapport in the community. You were recruiting. You were recruiting participants. We were. And and wanting to establish ourselves as a safe space and really one of the community because it had been a while since we had done um, our focus groups and then built this building and then we're ready to open our doors. And we had experienced the whole pandemic. So, um, so with that in mind, uh, just creating this space has been an, a real joy. And I forgot where else I was supposed to head with that. With well, you're supposed to head with the, with the bigger, the biggest question, which oh. is how, how do you think, um, getting older is different now? Yes. And yes, how, yes. and because I'm, I feel that this gen space um, totally throws away, in many ways, every image and stereotype that people have about, quote-unquote, a senior center. And I think it speaks to the fact that there's new ideas about getting older, and I'm wondering if you could speak to that a bit. Sure. So one of the things that we know is that uh, older adults really are different now. They are some of the most... We have the most diverse older adults that our nation has ever seen. People are more likely to work into later adulthood, either in their same careers or different careers or encore careers or part-time within their current field. We know that um, things such as family life and friends are really important in ways that um, previously that that might not have been the case. Um, And we also know that... um, that older adults are really engaged and curious in a way that um, we haven't really seen before. Um, one of my favorite examples is the example of um, of the from our friends for CoGenerate, Encore.org, um, who rebranded to CoGenerate to be more intergenerational, and um, and they looked at AmeriCorps and AmeriCorps seniors and they brought people together and they asked folks, what do you want to do? How do you want to work in this intergenerational relationship to solve today's problems? And one thing that we saw really interestingly was younger generations saying, we want to tackle the housing crisis. And what we saw from the older generation was, we want to tackle climate change. And so I just think that our older adults are more engaged civically and with their community and with their families more than ever before. We see grandparents taking care of grandkids. We see them adding supports into the communities, volunteering. Um, We just see a very, very different engaged older adult. And we, even here at GenSpace, um, we know that the national average of an older adult attending a senior center is roughly three hours a month. 
And I can tell you at GenSpace, it is three hours a week of signed up classes. That doesn't even take into account the time in which they might come early to catch a coffee with their friends or stay late or read a book in between classes and just stay engaged. We see our older adults wanting to be in this space and really calling this space home in a way that is um, really encouraging and, and wonderful to see. Well, because this space is just so incredibly vibrant. It's like it's like a happy place. I'm, and I can imagine, I could even imagine younger people coming here and saying, well, I'm not old yet, but I still, what can I come and, and visit? Because yeah. it's, it's uh, you, walk, you get off the elevator here and all you feel is like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a place to have fun, which I think is really the opposite because re- I think many of our senior centers, the people would visit would feel they were really depressing. They were usually gray and drab looking mm-hmm. with people sitting around, uh, maybe playing bingo. You know, if yeah. they were lucky. And this is the one of the most vibrant places I've been. I can imagine that people would want to be here three hours a week, if not a lot more yes. than three yes. hours a week. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, one of the reasons that I think it's so joyful is this incredible amount of art that you have everywhere. And, and also the painting. And, well, this has to do with the design mm-hmm. people that you talk to. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't be in a more, you know, aesthetically beautiful place. Right. And, and I think that that really allows people to feel inspired to, to think about what they want to do with their life, with themselves. Um, and then your specific programming. So we wanted to start with the, the garden space. Let's talk about exactly how you set that up because it is one of the most unique places and and by the way even where we're sitting right now which is the tech room also is i mean i've never seen a gen space with a tech room i doubt if many of our listeners have yeah um they don't relate as elder people and tech being together yeah so but let's start let's start with the describing a little bit more about the gardening space and we'll get into the other spaces sure so For our older adults, we know that the opportunity to engage in outdoor spaces may diminish or decrease as we age. And one of the things that we've really seen is that either people downsize and they no longer have a garden or a backyard that they've previously had, or their mobility changes and they're not able to engage with their outdoor space in the same way. And so what we wanted to do was, and what Wallace wanted to do, was to bring Um, gardening and horticultural therapy inside to make it safe and accessible and enjoyable and fun. Um, So we teamed up with Sean Nib of, um, who is an incredible architect um, in Venice, California. And he has a, a reputation for creating these kind of greenhouse indoor spaces. And we thought, 
And mostly it has been for restaurants or for businesses, but not necessarily one in a community space. So we teamed up with him and his wonderful colleague, Lisa, and they made a beautiful design that was fully accessible to older adults and people with mobility disorders that allowed for people to sit or stand or just watch what what was going on. Um, it makes you feel like you're in a greenhouse, but it also makes you feel like you're in a in a classroom and it has been incredibly popular with our older adults people often right now um unsure about if our listeners can hear but right now the space is kind of busy with people breaking bread for a lunch or a snack and usually they use the horticultural space because it's kind of it feels um like a space where you can connect as if you're outside but you're inside yeah but then but it has so there's a long table. Yes, there's there's dir- actual dirt there, yes. and you actually there's plants. Yes, so that you can actually sit at a table and choose plants. Yes, and so- then decide. How, which ones you want to plant? Yes, in especially in our in our um, horticultural therapy class, oftentimes there are covers on them right now because it's lunchtime, so people can use the table and not risk having uh, chips and 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 veggies and stuff fall into the dirt. But um, but one of the things that's really great is um, it does transition. So in the middle, there can be dirt and plants and sand and other things that people can choose from. Um, and be led with an instructor. There's also tall benches in the back um, where people can engage with other types of materials. Uh, there's these big buckets where you can really get messy um, and places where you can kind of separate plants from the rest of the dirt. Now, if you if you plant a particular plant, um, is that yours now to, to sure. take care of as you come here? Sure. Each time uh, you come here? Mostly we... Don't keep a lot of plants in the space. We do try and encourage people to take them home or to gift them if they don't have space. Oh, all right. So, so in other words, it can become theirs. It can become theirs. You can own the plants that you're working on. Absolutely. So that that creates even another, you know, feeling of the work that you're doing really belongs. To yourself and we've yeah. been doing these other types of workshops too where it isn't just like we don't we want to have engagement and education across the plant life so we have done things with seeds mm-hmm. we have done things with fully grown plants and propagating them to make babies we have done things with cultivating flowers um we are hosting a workshop next week on lavender and the uses of lavender i know there's nothing better than summer (laughs) lavender Um, summer lavender as a medicinal quality uh, when fresh how you use dried lavender how it um can encourage the perfume yep all types of different things aromatherapy yes so so i mean everything that you're talking about is in in some ways is really revolutionary. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's beyond what people ever thought could be part of a spa, a gen space, as you're calling right. it. Um, so maybe we. I know what we we have limited time here. So let's move on to the computer space. Oh tell sure. Us, tell us all the things that that a person has access to that comes here. 
in the computer space? So we have tablets, laptops, and desktops here in our tech bar. Um, we also have several types of classes. Um, one that was created by a wonderful volunteer of ours um, on smartphones one-on-one. -on -one, and it's basically how to use your smartphone. Um, what are the capabilities? What are the great ways? What's the great power? And what are the great risks so that we one look on, when you say one-on-one, -on -one, do you have to make oh, a, a, sorry. A, a reservation? No, more... Uh more like one zero one, as in like the basics, oh, like in, oh, oh, in like oh, a oh, course class. Yeah, one oh one. But we do have one oh one tech support. But if support. someone wants yes. to, if someone comes in and says, "I, you know, I just have, I don't know how to get past this with my iPad," yep. is there someone here that will help them? Yeah, we have a couple of drop-in hours. One, our my staff is incredibly tech savvy, and I'm so grateful that they answer a ton of questions, um, just like questions like you mentioned. But we also have different opportunities and we call it tech help on our calendar. And it's where there are volunteers or instructors that are here at in the tech bar open for questions and they go you know, one after another. Um, sometimes people listen listen in on the previous person's questions so they can learn a little bit more. Um, we have um, older adult volunteers. We have, you know, folks who are a little bit younger in their 40s and 50s, wonderful volunteers. And then we have these really phenomenal high school students from down the road oh, who have been donating their time, volunteering with us for about a year. And they have done everything under the sun when it comes to computers and tablets and smartphones they are so tech savvy and they are really helpful yeah. and to see them interact with our gen space members is such a delight well that's the intergenerational mm -hmm. aspects of, of what you were talking about in programming before mm -hmm. and how beneficial that is for all the generations across the generations to be able yeah. to, to have that kind of relationship but you know that's so huge this kind of tech space because i would i would say that one of the differences when we're talking about aging in a different way is that elder people don't want to be left behind correct and and the feeling that the world is racing ahead the technology does not never stops right um so you can't just say okay now i know this and i'm fine because you have to constantly be pushing yourself to learn more and more so this space really does that also, you know. It makes, it's empowering for someone who wasn't born with tech, like the teenagers in high school, yeah. to feel that there's, there's some kind of road they can get on to keep themselves moving forward with the world. And for us, it's really important for them to learn ways in which they can stay connected to their families and friends yes. using their devices. It's not only a tool to stay engaged with news or electronic um, mail or or other things it's really for me it's one more way that they can stay connected with their kiddos their grandkiddos or other folks in their definitely. family um, there was huge. a yeah there was someone uh, a member a while ago who wanted to get on Instagram because that was the only platform that her grandkids were on yeah. and so for me you know they learned Facebook she was on Facebook but none of her grandkids were on Facebook yeah. right yeah. so I just I appreciate that this is a space for that um, while we are talking about this incredible space we did create um, with with our wonderful designers these tables that have charging stations in it so people can charge their tablet or their computer or our tablets or computers there is a really big screen where we used for um, demonstrations so that our volunteers can 
mirror what's on their devices and show people on a big screen. And then it wouldn't be complete, as you mentioned earlier, with some really wonderful artwork on our walls. Um, these, this artwork is tech inspired. It's by our wonderful creative lead um, of the Annenberg Foundation, Hamish. And it is, um, they are uh, iPhones that have um, uh, finger swirls from being used oh, wow. um, in, in the Fantastic. space. So it's really quite a, a nice space to come together and to learn about technology and to really make it feel like it's familiar and usable rather than scary. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. And you know, when you were mentioning about your walls, I mean, your walls also have amazing photography, bright and bright vibrant colors of paintings, everything that's encouraging you to feel so optim. It's this kind of like a space that makes you feel optimistic about the world, even in this moment when, when most people are saying it's a very difficult world that we live in. And I'm just wondering if you could mention about people coming here and what are the specifics for instance you know we are specifically in los angeles but if people would like to come and visit can they do that and also maybe tell us a little bit about which i think is also impressive how you decided who could become members and what is your criteria for becoming a member sure so i'll start with the membership piece um because we are philanthropically funded we uh, it is you know up to us to decide what the age cutoff or other things were for becoming an older adult we know that um and i say age cutoff because that's what our colleagues at other senior centers and spaces dedicated to older adults um must use because of funding provided by the city the county or the state or the federal government um because we are funded a little bit differently currently um, we have a little bit more flexibility and that really works for us because we know that becoming an older adult is not just age now it's stage and I have um, some information on our website about what I think about you know what it means to be an older adult maybe it is age maybe it's retirement status, maybe it's veteran status, maybe it's grandparent status. Um, so we always say that older adulthood is stage, not age. And um, I'd like to do a series, this is kind of foreshadowing about about talking to older adults and asking them when they found out that they were an older adult, <laughs> like what was the marker for them? Because I'm really interested in that. So here at Genspace, we ask that our members just identify with an old, as an older adult. Um, I would say that on average, our membership is like a 72-year-old. Um, our eldest member, I can tell you, is 101. And she comes with um, one of uh, her adult children um, who is, I think, in his 70s. Um, and we are really lucky to have some flexibility. So we do have some younger members who come with their parents. Um, and that allows for their parents to feel supported in the space where their parents might not join us if they're adult children, um, you know, in their late 50s and early 60s if they weren't able to come. So we ask that. There are some people that are younger and we try and get them engaged in other ways in the space. So we understand that, as you mentioned, that we have a really beautiful building and all people might want to be a part of it. And so it might look good to have... Um, 
to, to, for younger um, generations to come and join us. And so instead we try and get them engaged in other in ways. Some, some, so maybe so in volunteering. ways. Yes. 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 Supportive uh-huh. ways. Volunteering, instructing, um, things like that. So you, if you live in this area, do you have to live in a particular neighborhood to come here? And, and then what about the cost? I mean, sure. Some people, oh, yeah. Especially a lot of elder people are on very limited incomes. Absolutely. How do you how do you deal with that? So we are. So one, you don't have to live in a specific neighborhood. Although, just um, just in the essence of being a community center, I would say that we have, and because of our outreach before we opened, most of our members are within like a three to four mile radius, and that's just how it happened. Because you're gonna want to go to a community space that exactly. feels like home and feels like your community. Um, probably one of the furthest uh, members that travels here is my own mother, um, and uh, and I'm so so How glad lucky that, for your mother. I know I'm so glad that she joined yeah, us. Yeah, I'm lucky um, for you. And then I would say for membership costs, um, we are ten dollars a month, which is pretty much the average um, price for a, a space dedicated to older adults or a senior center, and it is sliding scale. So if individuals are on other types of federal assistance, um, we are uh, happy to adjust the membership price based on their their needs and uh, and availability of funds. But we wanted to make sure that the space was really open to anyone. Um, and that folks could join us um, as, you know, across the different economic spectrum. So, you know, I think one of the things that, that is so inspiring about this space is in a way it speaks to something I, I believe in very strongly, which is that if if you're lucky enough to have good health, and that can be luck all through your life, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, as you advance in your years, all the things that you ever wanted in your life can just continue. So being able to, as you were mentioning, make contributions to your community to create meaningful activities for yourself that, you know, that to surround yourself with love mm-hmm. from your family and friends, all the things that you've always wanted all your life. You know, some people have thought, well, getting older means that many things stop. But it actually could just be a continuation. And for some people, and I'm sure you're in the field, some people say that actually it's the best, happiest time of their life mm-hmm. when they get older because they're freer mm-hmm. from some of the heavy responsibilities that mm-hmm. actually create a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. This place really, I feel it celebrates the idea of getting older. I think people walk in here and think, I'm glad that I've gotten older because I can be in a wonderful space like Jen Space, and I think we really, all of us, can thank Wallace Annenberg for having the vision of the need for this and, and the vision of, of you know being so creative with what's yes. happened. And since you mentioned your mother, I'll mention mine. Yeah, please. When you were talking about, about when do you decide about your age, when my mother was 90, she said to me, this is the first time I feel like I'm an older person. Amazing. So that can happen too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that goes, uh, that speaks to the stage, not age piece that she waited until she felt it and shared that with everybody else. And may we all feel that way (laughs) at 90. That's amazing. And I think that, you know, older adulthood is something really to be celebrated. We're so excited to celebrate it here at GenSpace. We hope that other people, um, you know, come aboard and, and celebrate it with us. Um, you mentioned if 
you know, listeners or, or other people want to visit the space, we do have um, tours available online. We have had people come and visit us as far as Korea. Um, and uh, and we've also had our, our friends from the South come and visit us who were interested in creating a new space for older adults that was um, contemporary and new yes. and modern and felt vibrant. Um, so we're really here to share what is a really special thing here in Koreatown and Wallace's beautiful vision. And the model. And just yes. you have. Wallace Annenberg and you have created this model. And I congratulate you for Thank everything you. that you're doing to move this place ahead, you know, ahead and keep it the vibrant place that it is. We, we can thank Dr. Jennifer Wong for that also. Um, and, and maybe if you could just, I will put this in, in the podcast description, but if you could also tell our listeners how they might contact you and give them your website. Oh, sure. So our website is um, genspace.la. So that's G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot L-A. And our email address is right there on the website. It's info, I-N-F-O, at AnnenbergGenspace.org. We hope to see some of you soon. We hope that our resources online are of great use. We have everything from free online programming to um, ways in which we're tackling and combating ageism and encouraging our friends in media and entertainment to change the ways that older adults are portrayed on screens um, and in media. And then we also have a lot about our programming, innovative programming, evidence-informed, evidence-based programming and partnerships. And we hope to find ways to continue um, expanding our partnerships and also calling people into um, to their own communities to, to do this type of work. Well, thank you so much and really appreciate the time you've given. And we look forward to just more and more vibrant accomplishments here at Gen Center. Thank, thank you for having thank me. You. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Commentaries from the Edge. Please subscribe and you will be notified of all future episodes.